Pastor Katie, for your leadership. text on this Pentecost Sunday is the text from Acts chapter 2 from that first Sunday where the Holy Spirit enters into the picture for the church. It says in your bulletin that we're doing verses 1 through 21. I'm going to shorten that a little bit. We're actually going to do verses 1 through 13. Chapter 2 of Acts verses 1 through 13. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians and Medes, Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Pagaria and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, others sneered and said, they are just filled with new wine. It's the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? God, we know that your presence is already here, that your spirit is, remains among us. We pray, God, that we feel that presence and we find ourselves moved by that presence. We pray that in this particular moment, your preacher be nothing more than just a vessel, an instrument of your grace. It's through Christ that we pray. Amen. The great Frederick Buckner once rightly noted that the word spirit gets drained of its meaning through overusage. It happens to a lot of words, really. But Buckner pointed out that the word spirit is one of those words, a word that gets drained of its meaning through overusage. To put it in another way, in the, word, in the world of spirit talk, the Holy Spirit has a lot of competition these days. There's a lot of spirits that we talk about. For example, where is your school spirit? Before you know it, we'll all be talking about how we need to get in the Christmas spirit. How about that team spirit? Some of us have so much team spirit come 
college football season or college basketball season that we become unrecognizable to the people who know and love us. Don't say it, Thomas. I just spared you all from another roll tide. Don't forget, there's also that political spirit that riles up every so often. Or should I say, it riles up often every so. We could go on and on and on about all the different types of spirits that we talk about, the different spirits that we give time and energy to, but I think you get the point. We don't need too many more examples. There's a lot of different spirits that demand our attention. And we pour out our hearts supporting our schools. We empty out our wallets as we support the makers of the Christmas decorations. And we pour out our entire being in supporting our teams. But there is only one. There is only one spirit that pours into us. The school, the Christmas decoration makers, and our teams they will on occasion ask something of us. They will take something from us from time to time. There is only one spirit that gives and gives and gives and gives for us and to us and through us. And that is the Holy Spirit. I read one commentator this week that, that, that said it quite well. He said, make no mistake, the Holy Spirit is not the only game in town. There are any number of spirits in life that we can breathe in, get whipped up by, and so be shaped by. But whereas some spirits can consume our lives, only the Holy Spirit of God will finally bring us true life. It is only the Holy Spirit in, in a world of many spirits that we talk about and give energy to. It is only the Holy Spirit that will bring us true life. Just as the air we breathe, life-giving, like oxygen. It's oxygen for our souls, oxygen for our spirits. And we don't do anything to deserve it just like the oxygen. We don't do anything to, do, to deserve the, the presence of the Spirit in our life. But nevertheless, presence abundant, just like the air we breathe. You know, and since that day at Pentecost, when the followers of Jesus were all together there in one place, Ever since that day, it has been the Holy Spirit that has led the church. Take the Holy Spirit out of the deal, the church is dead, period. That was the case then, that's the case now. It's been the case at every moment in between. Anything that you've ever experienced that you would identify as good, as you're being part of the church in any place at any time, anything that has been good has been because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Flat out. That's why. Have you ever had 
goosebumps come up on your, your, your arm in worship, in here or, or maybe in, in the great sanctuary that, that is out there? Have you ever felt it? That's, that's the Holy Spirit. You ever had the, the hair on the, the back of your neck stand up? You ever been moved like that? It's the Holy Spirit. Have you ever heard a really good choir anthem or, or, or praise song that, that really moved you? Holy Spirit. Have you ever felt like God was, was speaking to you through the lyric of a hymn? Holy Spirit, I hope you're saying yes to most of these. Have you ever heard a good word from the pulpit? Believe it or not, not us, Holy Spirit. Have you ever felt like a, a sermon was directed right at you? You tell your significant other or your friend or, or neighbor, I felt like they were preaching right to me today. Holy Spirit. Have you ever felt as if your life has changed for the better? That you've somehow been transformed as a result of living a life of faith? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us the strength to rally around a loved one who is dying. It is the Holy Spirit that gives the dying the strength and the courage to face death. It is the Holy Spirit that is at work in our baptism. It is the Holy Spirit at work when we pray together and go to the communion table. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us the words to say when we don't know what it is that we're supposed to say. It is the Holy Spirit that calls the prodigals back home. It is the Holy Spirit that enables and empowers and equips us to go out of those doors and to go back out into the world and be a different kind of people in a good sort of way. It's the Holy Spirit that enables and empowers and equips us to go back out there into the world and to be noticeably different in a good way to where when people run into us in a grocery store or wherever we may be, they, 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 they see us and there's something about us that makes them say, wow, there's something different about this one. I wonder where they're getting that new wine. It's the Holy Spirit that makes us different in a good way, in a, in a powerful way, in a, a profound sort of way. 
It is the Holy Spirit that gives us the ability to, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to bring hope to the imprisoned, to bring healing to the wounded, and comfort to the grieving. It is the Holy Spirit that allows us to bring love to the marginalized, hope for the lost, company to the lonely, and peace to the chaotic. The Holy Spirit of God does all of that and so much more. And no other type of spirit can do that. None. It's also important, friends, on this Pentecost Sunday to, to, to make note that the Holy Spirit is not just for me, but it's for we. Remember when the disciples are all gathered together in, in that one place, the Holy Spirit did not just, you know, come upon Peter. It was all the disciples, all the disciples received the power of the Spirit. And why was it all of them? Because they were together. Our togetherness matters. Our togetherness matters, especially when we live in a world where we talk about so many other spirits, and those other spirits oftentimes are working to divide us. My school is better than your school. I mean that. You know, uh, Katie says I'm right. Likewise, my team's better, right? So many of the other spirits we talk about there, they're, 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 they, they rile us up. They rile us up, and we get all riled up. Next thing you know, we're at odds with somebody else. Not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is always working, pushing or pulling or whatever needs to happen to bring us together. It's not about me, it's about we. It's the same spirit that's working through you and you and you and you and you and you. It's the same spirit. It's the same spirit and that spirit is always promoting the we being more important than the me. We're together in this matter. So thanks be to God that we get to breathe the Spirit in. Thanks be to God that we get to breathe the Spirit out and then back in again. Just like our breath. Just like the oxygen. Together. The same time. The same Spirit. So let's just breathe together for a moment. It's that easy. It's that easy. The presence of God in us, around us, and through us. Just as easy as taking a breath. What a gift. It's not complicated. 
Simple. Just like breathing. The actual presence of God right now in and around and through me. Science says that each of us breathes in and out about 20,000 times per day. 20,000 times per day. If you do the math, that means by the age of 50, which none of us are quite there yet, some of us are getting close. If you do the math, by the age of 50, that means a person would have breathed about 400 million times. 400 million. I'm willing to bet that most of us around the age of 50, we didn't put much thought into any of those 400, 400 million. We didn't put much thought into making any of those breaths happen. Think about how anxious life would be if you had to remind yourself to take every breath. Oh, no, i got to breathe again. Oh, time to breathe again. Time to breathe again. It just happens, right? It's part of being alive. Being surrounded by the presence of God, receiving the Holy Spirit, having the Holy Spirit as an active and present part of our life, it works the same way. It's not complicated. It happens. The Spirit being present in our life, in our worship, and out of our worship, along the way of our discipleship, it's just the rhythm of our life. whether we recognize it or not. It's the rhythm of our life, and it's a good rhythm, a rhythm we didn't do anything to deserve, just like our breath, just like the rhythm of our breath. Praise God for it. Praise God for the rhythm. Praise God for the breath. Praise God for the life and praise God for the presence and the work of the Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen.